A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. From a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild top in the trunk. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. In the background, feeling like I'm never gonna get what I deserve, cause I'm chilling in the Welcome into another episode of the podcast, Yanos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by a man whose bracket is already busted. It's Eric Wayne. That's not fair. I haven't even made one yet. Um, so it's been, been quite a I, maybe. Maybe I'll be a winner this year. You never know. Speaking of that, we have our our podcastianos bracket group. So if you guys want to get into that, go to ESPN, the March Madness game, whatever it's called, and just search the podcastianos. You can play against me. Uh, you can play against Guido. He's in there already. Um, I'm yeah. Based based on you saying that, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you're not in there, but you will be soon. Yeah, I just got to uh, decide who's going to win. That is that is the literal it's not purpose predicting, of the game. It's deciding. <laughs> yeah. um, so, been a couple of weeks since you and I were last on on the track, as they say. Yeah, slacker. Um, <laughs> as as the Twitter followers remind us often. Um, how have you been? How was how was Florida? How was how was the most magical place on earth? Well, I'll tell you what, Hall. the The mouse has a way of separating you from your money. <laughs> let me let me tell you that but no we we participated with mickey and all his friends uh we were down there for a week and we spent four days in parks my kids are about the right age and uh no we lived it up we we lived the full disney brand lifestyle <laughs> and we you know whole hog into it it was it was fine but it's a lot of commercialism i mean i think that's that's literally what the the whole thing is built upon is 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 that idea did you guys do any like character meals or anything no we did not that's good that's too Uh, far they're they're not they're not the actual characters i don't know if that's spoiler alert to to all the kids out there but they're not actually the characters uh yeah we weren't really feeling that but we we got to like every crevice of every park and um you know open to close we were there doing it and and i'm assuming animal kingdom was was the top for you for me it was really oh i was i was being sarcastic because that's that's my thing you nice no i enjoyed animal kingdom the most for sure yeah it's it's sweet um so let's see where are we at uh oh obviously march madness begins on thursday um i feel like we talk about this every year and I, i can never remember are you are you a big march madness guy um 
I'm a big slacking off at work fan. <laughs> so, so yes. That that makes sense. Uh, what's what's your favorite bit of kind of the the whole March Madness season? Oh, for me, it's the first week, first that the first Thursday, Friday yeah. is the best for me. After that, it's kind of settles into, you know, college basketball. I really don't care about college basketball per se, but I like the the excitement and the pageantry of all these games back to back and four going on at a time and fill out a bracket. Isn't that fun? Who's winning? That's all very charming to me. Oh, for sure. And all of this is happening on like a random Thursday. Like there is more yeah. and more stimulation than you can ever handle. And it's in the middle of a workday in one of the more random months of the year. Like it's it's exactly what we need this time of year. Um, actually going down to, to South Bend to hang with some of my boys for, for the weekend, do a little boys weekend, watch, watch some basketball. Um, I gotta ask you, do you like the, uh, Charles Barkley, Larry Bird commercial where the one names their, their bird after the other and the other names their dog after the other? Uh, I'm unfamiliar with this. Uh, I'm assuming since you're bringing up, you love it. Uh, well, no, it's just very, it's pun filled, uh, Charles names his bird Larry Bird, and Larry Bird Ah. names his dog Charles or Bark Barkley. You know, Bark Barkley. I figured it was right up your alley. I did drop. um, I was dealing with somebody with, and we had some potatoes, and I said, "Oh wow, we got some real starch madness here." Oh geez, I thought you were going to say something about spuds in the house or something along those lines. I did say this spuds for you. Uh, and both got significant eye rolls, so I was pretty proud. I, I would like to see a, a, a Eric eye roll in in the natural habitat as as it's happening with you having a. You wouldn't have to wait long. That, that sounds about right. Um, so anyway, that brings us to this week's lead off question: What is your strategy for filling out your bracket? Now, are you talking about like the method? You know, some of the hints and methods. Or are you talking about oh, like when you sit down to fill out a bracket? What do you do? Like, I mean, is it okay, straight so, colors? Are you going? I mean, what, what's your strategy? Okay. So the first thing I do is I put down all the ones and twos and I advance them. Probably a good start. And then I do. I look at all the eights and nines and I put all the nines. <laughs> okay. Because. Eight or nine is a coin flip, and people who are dumb are going to think, well, eight's better than nine, so I'll put eight, and no. So I'm looking for the edge, Hall. So you're you know, admitting I'm, that you're going to get half of these half of these wrong. If, you're, if, you, if you go four eights, then you're, you're admitting that on the coin flip, you're getting two of the four rights. I watched one half of one ba- college basketball game this year. I'm just saying, I watched if, the last half. If you Michigan, pick two I'm eights and two nines, then there's a chance that you flip all four coins correctly. I mean, I don't. I Why seen can't any all teams nines either. win? Why can't all nines win? Because they don't. Because it's it's half and half. <laughs> all right, move on. <laughs> this is some college level statistics here. <laughs> um, so my other strategies in the past have been. Um, I would kind of pick against Michigan and Michigan State early because I figured in my area, people are disproportionately going to favor them and you have this bias for your home team. So I'd always I'd always kind of pick them to go out a little bit early. Okay, so actually some some gameplay. There there was some rationale there. But the problem is. They've been good, and it's never really worked out for me. So I'm I'm reconsidering this strategy. I don't know. Those are the only hints I have. Oh, I, and I look at the um, 
what is it the 538 i look at the kind of the predictions nerd. And, yeah 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 and, Zimmerman you know, for sure if, thinks you're a nerd if there's some like cheap upsets that i i could get you know i try for those but you between the seating and like looking at one one website you're gonna do just as good as anybody else oh. if you can watch a thousand basketball games it's not gonna make any difference right um so i'm a firm believer in like history and trends like I kind of view it as one giant logic puzzle that like if you put all the pieces in the right way based on this team or this seed has beaten this seed and, you know, all that kind of stuff that you can get it like spot on. Um, I don't I don't win the groups all that often uh, with with sense strategy like, you know, there's a one and a two that always lose in the first weekend, like every year. And there's, you know, a couple other different factors like every year this happens. So I'm the guy that right. does think that I'm I'm not going to say that I'm smart enough to do it, but I, I think that I could have the dumb luck of, of picking said teams every year. Um, and then I, I usually finish yeah. towards the bottom. But I'll tell you what, the year that my bracket hits, I'm probably going to win uh, some Skrilla if, if you follow me. You're just genius waiting to be unveiled, yeah. really. But I do have one little uh, addition to my strategy this year. Did you see that there's uh, the UC Irvine are the anteaters? You know, mm. you know, I'm on the anteater mm -hmm. bandwagon. I, I couldn't name you. A single player, I have no idea what conference they play in, but I'm so in on the Anteaters. Probably top 10 of my favorite animals. Is, um, what are the books? Uh, Arnold? Is he, he he's, an uh, No, yeah, he's a he's an Arthur. Or is he an art? Oh. And also, I think it's Arthur. Off. You're the one with children. You really should Ar know this. <laughs> what did I say? Arnold? Yeah. And DW? <laughs> it's yeah, like Arthur, the, uh, the Walmart Arthur, Arthur Reed of, of them. Yeah, the knockoff. Yeah, the, the non-copyrighted version. Um, so like I said, uh, join our bracket group. Uh, I think you just yeah. search the Podcastianos. If not, look through my tweets. I'm sure I've tweeted it out or, or something. You got to um, work for it a little bit. We aren't just going to like make it easy you for know, you. A lot of people, a lot yeah. of people trying to investment. get you to join their group will just give you a link. Um, this is an <laughs> audio podcast, so it doesn't, it doesn't work quite like that. Um, on Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric and the show is at Podcastianos. On the Instagram, I am at Jordino 4. And you should definitely check a look. Uh, check a look. Take a look. Check. Slash check check it out. Um, I, I posted a bunch of my uh, spring training pictures. I've been I've been working on my photography really, uh, really hard working hard on it. Yeah, that, that's a sentence. Um, so a lot, a lot of what I think are good pictures, what you might think of as meh, they're, they're OK pictures. Um, facebook.com backslash podcastianos and we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe rate and review us on itunes google play soundcloud or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on and as always if you leave us a review take a screenshot of it and tweet it to us um, make it funny and we will read out uh, your review on the next show in appreciation and if you did that between this show and the previous show i apologize because i did not look them up i they'll, they'll all go into next week's show how about that also, there may be empty promises. Hey, that's just, you're just going to have to roll with it. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. So obviously the big story uh, of today's show is Michael Fulmer um, being recommended to have Tommy John. Real tough blow for him and the team. What was the first thing that went through your head when you heard the news? Or I'm assuming saw it on, on Twitter. Well, the first part was a little bit of confusion because, uh, you know, he's been dealing with this leg injury and he's got this brace and he's working through that. And then it's like, oh, Tommy John. And I'm like, do they do Tommy John on knees now or something <laughs> like what's going on? And then, oh, yeah, he felt some discomfort in his elbow and they're checking it out. 
And yeah, they're recommending this. He already had a second opinion already. I mean, things were clicking right along before the, even the news was announced. That was the first thing I thought. And the second thing I thought was, well, this is it, – it was startling but not surprising. I'd agree with that. Um, Fulmer has always been a, a kind of violent delivery guy. And if you follow the um, smarty pantses who really break down pitching, evidently there's been some um, telltale signs that this could be a problem. That's fair. Um, the, the first thing that I thought is, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you, I tweeted this out. I don't know if you saw this, but I told Big Steve. So when he, when in the spring, when he was recovering from his knee, they were having him throw essentially all upper body. Did you see that? They were, it was trying to take, which I I mean, I get, they were trying to take the pressure off his, off his knee, but what are you doing when you're adjusting your mechanics to throw all upper half? You're screwing with your upper half mechanics. Like to me, this feels like a mismanagement of him. Like if you can't go out there and use your full body to pitch, why are you going out there to pitch at all? And I'm not saying that this necessarily had a direct impact on, on him having Tommy John. He might have, have had, you know, elbow ligament issues to begin with, but it certainly didn't help, especially right. when, um, like you say, he has that violent delivery. I, I don't know. I, to me, this is a little bit of, of mismanagement of probably our, our biggest and best asset. Um, I, well, I when know. I, when I saw him in a knee brace in spring training, I was a little bit like, eh, really? And then they, they, they shut him down for an indefinite period. And I thought, okay, yes, that's smart. Like, don't rush him back. Give the spot to somebody else if you have to. Yeah, and it's not like we didn't have six starting pitchers. Like, there, there was no right. need to rush him back. We're not trying to win a division this year. Um, right. I, I don't know if this was, you know, if there was, what do they call them, uh, trainers that, that signed off on him being able to, to adjust his motion like this to get back sooner. Um, yeah, I, I think it looks I, I feel really like, poorly on, on Avila and, and the pitching coach. I don't know. To me, there is a perhaps a a hint of inevitability at this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at some of the the breakdowns of his mechanics and they have and they show like things like the the inverted W or, you know, all of these kind of which why don't, why don't they call it an M? <laughs> We, we have a name for the inverted W. It's, <laughs> it, it's its own thing. Yeah. Or, you know, there's, you know, saying how, you know, when he his shoulder is turning back, his arm wasn't high, you know, really breaking it down and saying, hey, this isn't good. Um, so the, the, the question now is his future. I mean, if he's got this violent delivery and a, and mechanics that lend itself to this kind of damage, are, are we talking about a, a really long term problem here? And you have to wonder. Yeah, you absolutely do. I mean, in theory, when when you come back from Tommy John, a lot of people are are bigger and stronger. But um, I I think you have at this point uh, with him, like you say, with this potentially being a recurring thing, I think it really damages. And and this sounds really, really bad. It sounds like, you know, purely financial. But I think you really have a damaged asset. Um, And I, I don't know. I think you just at that point just have to ride or die with him like yeah you're not going to yeah. be able to you trade him for choice. what you possibly could have um and you just have to be happy with whatever he gives you um right. and i don't want to do too much second guessing i mean we could unravel this thing looking back in the past and say okay did the mets do were they smart did they do the right thing that were the tigers smart and 
in keeping him and not trading him after he won a rookie of the year. You know, yeah. you can unravel a thousand different what ifs, but I'm not particularly interested. Yeah, I genuinely it. believe that you can only go on the info that you have, um, you know, at, at the time. The Mets, you know, I, I don't believe that they saw him as a, as a health risk and that's why they dealt him. I don't believe that there was strong indications that he was a health risk that we should have traded him when his value was at the at the peak. Um, I think you could have looked at the situation, saw a young ace and a rebuilding team and thought, you know, maybe this is right. the right fit, but not necessarily health injuries. It's a lot of hindsight bias. Yeah. Uh, so let's look, look forward uh, at Adam Dubbin, who's putting out some very good content right now. You should you guys should all go follow him. Uh, how the loss, how the loss of Fulmer for 2019 will affect the rest of the rotation throughout the season. So this is going to be a little bit of a hot take, but. I don't know if you pencil Norris into that spot right away. Uh, some of Norris's comments and some of the the vibe around him is not real hot right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they pass Norris for his spot and give it to somebody like Turnbull. Yeah, I, I think um, right. or maybe even Funkhauser. I think Turnbull probably gets the first spot, and I think they intentionally keep Norris in the pen. Yeah, I I think that's probably the right play just for just for the reasons you said, like there's kind of no reason for there to be a negative buzz around him. And yet there is a, again, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to shake with him. Like it, now, it, if we wanted to make a, a hot, exciting podcast or sports talk, one of us would take the position of, no, this is Norris's chance. This club is going nowhere. You give him three months and you say, Norris, as long as you're healthy, you are going to make every one of these starts. I don't care if you lose every freaking game. And we're going to see if you're a starting pitcher in this league or not. And I, th I think there's some validity to that that logic also. I mean, he, you're just you're kind of, kind of an agreeable guy. Paul. Well, the, it, it's it's <laughs> not a straightforward issue. I mean, I think that's I was going to say the problem. I, I think that's the the thing is. I, we we all want to know what is the deal with Norris. Can this dude pitch or not? But we're never going to know unless we run him out there for as many starts as we can in a row until he either sinks, swims, or gets hurt, which are the pretty much the three options. Um, so given those two rational or reasonable choices, I still think you give the spot to Turnbull and you you bring Norris along slow, slowly and I, not because of his age or anything like that, but because of how he works and his confidence and all those kind of things. I, I think you, you give somebody or two somebody's that starting rotation spot and Norris goes to the pen. Yeah. I mean, not, he's a, he's a special case. Like he just is a little bit different of a dude. Um, and I, I don't think we're real far away from kind of closing the book there, but I'd hate to see him not get a run of starts this year when the season just doesn't matter, which he probably will get when one of the two new guys gets traded at the deadline. I don't think Norris gets five starts this year. Really? All right. All right. I, I, I think he gets more than that. I think okay. Blaine gets more than that, too. But that's that's just me. Wow. Um. I think that there are some some silver linings to this. I feel like I feel like I say this exact phrase all the time, but I feel like we're saving a few bullets from the arm of, of Michael Fulmer by him going in for Tommy John in what will probably be a more more or less wasted season. Um, I don't know, though, Hall, man. Tommy John is not a slam dunk. I, I mean, I we're spoiled with how good it is, but it does not work out for everybody. No, no, I'm not saying that it's for sure a yeah, benefit. I but I, that is a result of this is 
he's going to have 200 and some less innings on his arm coming into next year than he would have had he had he pitched through the whole year um but yeah i it's it's a tough one i i hate it because he's the i feel like he's the most you know put your nose down and just get through it type and this is not the kind of thing that you can do that on right um, all right, let's move on to uh, roster composition. We are uh, under two weeks away from the opening uh, of the season. <clears throat> it's time to start looking at how this major league roster is going to shape up. Um, in my estimation, there's about 22 locks. Um, and then maybe, like we discussed, one rotation spot still up to grabs, one bench spot up for grabs, and one bullpen spot up for grabs. All right, you want to you wanna just kind of run through this? And, and I'll give yeah. you what I see as locks and borderline. And then you can uh, you can let me know. Uh, okay. Evan Evan has it at 32 players left in in big league camp. So here are the locks. Yep. You got Hicks, Grayson Griner, Miggy, Nico, uh, Harrison, Mercer, Candelario, Christian Stewart, uh, Castellanos, Jacoby, and Mikey. Um, <laughs> I've list, I have Stewart listed twice. So I don't I don't know if that if that threw off my numbers with borderline. Uh, Nico, did you say Nico? I said Nico. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Borderlines of Ronnie Rod, Dixon, uh, and then the catchers Wilson and Rupp. I mean, is, that, is that more or less how you look at it? The who are the catchers? Rupp to me, Wilson and Rupp are out. So you think the bench is going to be? Rupp, I mean, Rupp has been designated, I think. So he's definitely out. Um, and I would add um, Gordon Beckham to the maybes. <laughs> I did see his name was in existence. I didn't throw him on the borderlines. Right. I don't. Um, yeah, I I think that. Uh, so that, that's where fact, I'm at with Gordon Beckham. Well, I, I think it's a coin flip right now between him and Ron Rod, Ronnie Rodriguez. I think Dixon is out because you, I mean, there's a, there's a, uh, if you, if you consider Goodrum an outfielder, there's a fifth infielder spot to be had or a sixth infielder spot. If you put Goodrum as a, yeah, I, I think for sure you have to take, uh, one of Ronnie Rod Dixon or Gordon Beckham right. um, because Dixon has, has played the corners and between, yeah. you know, Nico and, and, and um, Jay Hay and Mercer, you, you will have three guys to cover the middle infield. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, I, they're not great options, um, but we, you know, we do have to fill up the 25 spots. I'm going to go with Dixon. I think, I think Dixon gets the nod really a uh, little bit more pop. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I think he he's should. He's the guy the I scratched out off from the three. Uh, I would, I would uh, put them right now. Beckham one, Rodriguez two, Dixon three. I just, I just don't know what scenario Ronnie Rod plays in um, that Dixon couldn't. I mean, if they want, if they need a day of of spelling Mercer, you would put candle. Uh, you'd put Nico at short. And then Dixon in the outfield, or you know, you can rejig it that way. Um, Dixon can play yeah, first, maybe I, defensively. I, you know, I guess I was thinking more of the bats. I mean, I thought it was really interesting. Doug McCave, Doug Mentkevich was on the um, broadcast, and he said Ronnie Rodriguez was the best player in all of AAA last year. There is, I found that stunning. Genuinely, no way that's true. And, and even if it is true, <laughs> there is such a huge gap. Um, I feel like it's just kind of a, a devil. You're not you feeling El Felino? Dude, he is so bad. Don't like, don't like hip hop music or what? I don't like his hip hop music for, for sure. I, I just, we don't know if Dixon sucks. He probably does. We do know that Ronnie Rod sucks. Like, let's just not go down that road again. Come on. No, dis- no. no disrespect to Ronnie Rod. He, he is a character, but 
Are you feeling? You're not feeling Beckham at all. No, Gordon Beckham. Wait, I should say his full name: White Sox legend Gordon Beckham. Um, if he doesn't make reinvented, the team, did you see the big McCoskey article? Come on, he's he's reinvented himself. Yeah, no, I'm sure. If is he still retiring if he doesn't make the team? His yep. attitude's his attitude seems a little petulant, I even mean, from the article. Well, that's I mean, that's not even my point. If if you're if the option of the alternative to making the big league is just retiring quitting. like just being done like is that i don't know that, that's not necessarily somebody i i want around yeah he's hinted at that yeah okay so. um so anyway i'm going with dixon i don't know if that's what will happen but i think that that's what should happen um r.i.p let's my... give a little perspective like this makes almost no difference. almost no difference at all <laughs> it is the literal <laughs> this is the victor reyes role um, yeah. you know, uh, shame that my, my dad's boy, Dustin Peterson, uh, AKA big Steve. Yeah. Uh, I thought he, got, he would make the team. He started off hot. He has cooled off as, yeah. as some of the repertoires have expanded. Um, I think he's going to see time this year. I, I was yeah. very impressed when he was hitting against mostly fastballs. Um, he can, he can <laughs> really sting it. It will be interesting to see what he can do, um, against, you know, he, he's had good seasons in AAA and he'll get time. People, someone will get hurt. All right, let's move on to the rotation. Um, yep. I have down four locks in uh, Zimmerman, yes. Boyd, Moore, and Ross. Yes. And then it comes down to, like we said, Turnbull and Norris. I don't know that there's a ton of need to go back over that. Um, and then I have six bullpen locks in uh, yes. Jimenez, Shane Green, Blaine, yes. Verhagen, Reed Garrett, and Victor Alcantara. Yes, I agree with that. Now, are you surpri- a little surprised that Reed Garrett has been kind of a steady lock for us pretty much all through spring training? I mean, I'm not because we hung on to Victor Reyes for 162 games. <laughs> right. I mean, I, as far as as far as his talent level goes, I didn't know a thing about him until I, I saw him. But yeah. I kind of assumed he, he was going to be around just based on our recent track record with rule five picks. Right. I Right. It was either cut bait early or, you know, try to get him through the long haul. And I think he he's shown a lot. Yeah, he, he's, he's had a live arm. I, they're, they're, he's making the Tigers look fairly smart. I, I completely agree. When when they when they drafted a 25 year old hard throwing right handed reliever uh, at the, almost the top of the rule five draft, I I had my my doubts, but so far, so good there. Um, So that leaves one spot for uh, either Norris as a long reliever, uh, your boy Daniel Stumpf, Cisnero, or Buck. Buck, Cisnero's Cisnero's to me is out. Okay. And I think think it's Farmer, probably, because he's out of options. Daniel's (sighs) for him, a relatively good spring. And truly, it's if you just look a at numbers game, oh, yeah. I don't know. Here's the thing: if nobody claimed Verhagen when we put him on waivers last year, nobody's You're claiming right. Buck this year. Like, and if they do, genuinely, yeah. who cares? I, I mean, I've I've been an advocate for Buck for a long time on the show. I think that if he ever could spot a fastball to go with that changeup, he'd be a successful reliever. He's like five years into his career, and he still can't do that. He's never going to. It's time to move on. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, so is there anyone uh, that is more firm? Uh, we talked about Garrett. Is there anyone that's more firmly in than you would have thought coming into camp? Yeah, we talked about Garrett. Um, El Contra, I mean, I think he was a lock from the beginning, really. I, I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, so the bullpen, 
outside of, I mean, Garrett had to show something in spring, which he did. Because, I mean, I, I think they could they could have just cut their losses with the Rule 5. but And, like, we, we've talked about him. But, no, I don't think there's any real surprises with any of the pitchers, really. No, I... I will say uh, Turnbull rising to yeah, there the cream you go. Yep. of the crop. I think that's significant and not surprising, but I think that was a spring development. Yes, he's been good. And I think Funkhauser is probably the next up. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're ready for me to get into spring training takes, but I saw him throw uh, two innings against the Orioles. And obviously this is an extremely small sample size, but I came right. away extremely impressed by him. I think he's a reliever. I think he's a two-pitch reliever who is going to be a very, very good reliever. The fastball. You're talking about Turnbull or Funkhauser? Sorry, Funkhauser. Okay. I, I mean, obviously he has you know more of an arsenal than that, and he has a body that could handle a starter's load. But I think in the end he's going to end up as a reliever and a very useful one. That that slider is definitely a useful pitch. I, I think between the two of those, he could be a, a premier back end of the bullpen guy. It's kind of fun to get some of these young power arm, higher prospects bubbling up. Yeah, definitely. Guys like guys like Funkhauser and Turnbull. We're so used to like kind of the eh, second tier guys that we have to kind of figure out or make do with. Like we're getting to some. I mean, Bo Burrows is eventually going to come up. I mean, these are kind of highly regarded people who are going to get get a chance to see. Yeah, finally. It's exciting. And the thing yeah. is, like, I feel like. It's it's really kind of dooming to say Funkhauser up. He's a reliever. Um, but you know what good teams do? They take their excess of good arms and they move them to the bullpen and then they have really good bullpens. Like there is yeah, not necessarily a sh- any shame in saying, yeah, maybe he's a reliever because he's going to be very helpful out there. So, yep. um, so I've wrestled with this question back and forth over the last, you know, I, I saw him play four times down in Florida. Um, and by the way, I saw four different starters. What are the odds of that? Like, <laughs> I feel like I was, I was destined to see Matt Boyd throw three times. Um, but I didn't. Um, but the, the question I've been wrestling with, is there a scenario where we could be kind of good this year? Uh, kind of good. Yeah. The, I, I cannot imagine any kind of scenario where we're, anywhere challenging for the division are really anywhere challenging for a playoff spot. I, I, I really don't is 500 be... in the range of outcomes for this year. Yes. I'd agree with that. Yes. But I think we, I mean, we could be better than last year for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and, and the, the interesting thing is I don't know how much better than 500 you'd need to be to win that divi- the division this year, which yeah, our, the ale, the Comedy Central is back. Is, uh, very, very not good. Um, all right, uh, I have some. We have a couple more things we want to talk about. But do you want to hear? Excuse me, my my spring training takes. Yeah, I, I, saw, I think there's a special someone that maybe you met. We got to get the details. So, kiss and tell. Yeah, let, let's just let's just start with that one. Um, I I did meet Nico. Oh, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so it was. Let's see. Um, it was down in in Fort Myers at the Minnesota Twins complex. Um, I was. I have a big camera, and like I said, I've been working hard on my photography. So I was down in the front trying to take pictures of warmups. Um, and Mickey comes over towards the dugout to start uh, signing autographs. 
And um, I've kind of gotten out of the autograph game more recently, especially since I've had my camera. Like that's that's definitely my um, my priority. But he was signing for so long and shooting the breeze. I'm like, I kind of might as well get in on this. Um, so I, I went over there and first I had my dad take my picture with him because um, he is, you know, he's. Big big Steve knows how to work a camera. Yeah. Um, And then I had him sign my jersey. And so I had it on. And I, is know, it a Cabrera jersey? It is not. It was my Blaine jersey, which which is a super bummer because now I don't have. No, my, you my... know what the ultimate power move would have been? What? Go to Miguel Cabrera and say, hey, Miguel, Miguel, come here. I need to talk to you. <laughs> Do you think you could get Blaine Hardy to sign <laughs> this for me? That's what you need to have done. That, that, that would have been power. <laughs> um, so anyway, I hand, him, I hand him the marker. And so he just like signs it on me like. Sure. The, the, we don't have time for any removal. But get this. This is probably the most Miguel Cabrera thing I could possibly um, story I could possibly imagine. Um, he tells me, I'm signing your titties, bro. <laughs> exact <laughs> quote out of the mouth of the greatest Tigers hitter ever. And he was indeed signing your titties, bro. Well, to be fair, he was signing one of them. He just he just signed oh, one okay. side. But, you know, plurals can be difficult um but yeah that so that was my that was the story um i will forever have that memory with the a man who won a triple crown yeah that's you're gonna be telling your grandkids that that's great signed my titties yep um and and like i said i got i got a picture with nico which which was awesome um nico proper gentleman he uh he was he seems like a cool dude yeah he, he came over he i mean he smiled in the picture um, Miggy did too, but that's just cause he, he's always smiling. That's not really any, anything different. Um, I feel like anytime you take a picture with, with anyone, they're just like, yep, mm-hmm. I am here. You are here. Like that's kind of the attitude, but Nico was like actually smiling. Um, yep. so let's see. Nico's oh, easy to cheer for. Yeah. I, I'd say other than Blaine, Nico's probably my tiger at this point. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, so here, here are my other, my other thoughts. I just jotted down a few, um, Funkhauser reliever. I really like watching Victor Alcantara throw. Yeah. Um, you poo pooed the crap out of me after the deal when, when we got him for Maven and said, no, nah, dude, dude, I did. I trashed that deal. And I told you live arm 22 slider. Just give it time. It's not like Maven was worth anything anyways. And I think there's a, a really quality reliever in there. That slider is a is a wipeout slider, and you know we we saw bits of it last year. I mean, he had, he had a pretty good year last year. Um, but can I, we can we admit the transformation that took place for him though, from him not being able to throw strikes and walking everybody, then all of a sudden last year it was like, oh yeah, I'm going to decide I'm going to throw strikes all the time and walk no one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost like, like that was crazy. that was a good idea. <laughs> what? But like he had no success in the minor leagues. He had a live arm, all these tools, but he had no success. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, I'm gonna be good now. And now he's really good. Yeah. I, I think there's I'm, a I'm stupid. chance he is our best reliever. Don't tell that to the to the Joe uh <laughs> truthers. Um also, Joe is gonna Joe probably listens to this that's podcast. True. Joe's you probably so combing pissed. the internet for Joe content. Sorry, Joe. Still I love you too, just because Victor's better than you doesn't mean I don't love you. I love I love both of you. Um, saw Nolan Blackwood. Uh, I believe we got him in the in the Mike Fires deal. He's a side armor. I was really oh, impressed by him too. Um, although I mean we fell in love with John Schreiber, 
it's just a side armor thing, I think, but uh, he seemed extremely tough to hit. Uh, Schreiber, you're talking about now? No, no, I mean Schreiber too, oh, but but Nolan yeah. Blackwood. Um, I, I was super, super impressed by him. Um, back in on Zim, I saw the the game when he he uh, gave up a couple hits and a run early, and then struck out six of the next nine or something like that. Um, Are you buying the Zimmerman narrative? And the narrative on Zimmerman goes something like this: He's had a couple years now of old Zim. And he is fully adapted to, I'm not a power thrower anymore. I'm, I'm new old Zim, and now I'm going to, you know, Kenny Rogers the crap out of you. I don't buy into that. I'd like to. I'd like for that to be the case. <laughs> I don't necessarily buy into it. Um, but what I, what I do buy into him is having a little bit more confidence in his body. I mean, he was – he's had Don't s- we all want a little more confidence <laughs> in our body? <laughs> I, su- I suppose we do, uh, but you you know what I mean. Like he, he's been healthy now for for a little bit, and I think you know they talk about when when guys come back from ACLs, like the it takes him a while to trust the knee again. I think it kind of took him a while to trust being back into his normal body, and I think I think that's where he's at. Um, I hope I hope anyway. I mean, we could really use him to be worth any of the money that we're we're paying him. That would be nice. It's sad to say, but with Zimmerman, it's kind of like. We've paid you this money. Now pitch a lot of innings. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 what, it is. that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, big on Tyson Ross. I saw him throw. Um, but I understand why he's had arm issues. Have you? Did you watch his start? I don't know if, you, if you've seen him. Uh, casually. You I will find study. this out as the season goes. He has no um, flexibility or bendability in his body. Like, he is just straight up and Stiff. down. Like, I don't, I don't know exactly why... Like no, apparently no one's ever told him like, bro, just just bend a little. Like it would it would make his delivery so much more fluid. He's he's a tall dude. Like, but I mean he he looked good. He's always been pretty decent. Like whenever he's healthy, he's he's had decent results in the big league level. I think he will be replacement level or maybe slightly above. Which for a for a, like, a our signing, million bucks. Yeah, I mean, well, it's four and change, but yeah. Uh, Lugo, Dawa Lugo, saw him take a walk, and that was pretty wow. much the only thing that I saw from him in like four games. It, he is not a good baseball player. He's a mess right now. Uh, Willie Willie Castro, the guy who came over in the Leonis Martin yeah. deal, he is the shortstop of the future. He looks so really? fluid in the field. He looks like he has a has a clue at the plate. I think he's still kind of a work in in progress there, but um, I, I think he's he is the shortstop of the future. Assuming not Paredes. Uh, well, I, I mean, he's part of could the future. Could Paredes move to third? He can move to third. He can move to, to second. Uh, Willie, I'm I'm positive. I haven't seen Paredes play in person, but I'm I'm positive Willie is a better shortstop than he is. Just in terms of fielding, Paredes has. Uh, let's just say Lynn Henning is not loving him. Some Paredes body. He's got he's, some uh, Johnny Peralta charm to him. Everybody is comparing him to Johnny Peralta, and my take on that was like. That would be amazing. I yeah, mean, if he's Johnny Peralta, definitely that would that would be awesome. How good Johnny Peralta was. Yeah, he was good. He was very good for a long time. Uh, last take: Daz is the best center fielder we have on the roster. Um, if it weren't for you know hashtag development, he would be starting in center field from from the go. Now um, wait a second. He wait is a, a second. he is a better player than Jacoby and a better player than Mikey Matuk. Okay, maybe that's true. But is he a better defender in the outfielder than in the outf- in center field? Oh no, than not Jacoby? necessarily. I just meant like 
who would have the higher Madden rating? It would be, it should be Daz. Like, okay. Um, just not that's overall, not necessarily as a defensive center fielder. I mean, Jacoby, according to hashtag the numbers, Jacoby Jones was the best defensive center fielder in baseball last I mean, year. The eye test proves that, bears that out too. I would say he's speedy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's very good out there. He just, he's can't hit. And I don't know if he'll ever hit too many strikeouts. Yeah. All right, so that's that's the 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 scouting report from spring training. That's what I learned. I have a couple more stories. We can get to them later. They're baseball uh, adjacent, but none of them are actual like about you know. I, they're none of them are breaking breaking plays down. So mm, sounds spicy. <laughs> All right, let's oh let's move on to your power rankings. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Power rankings. Yes, we have for you power rankings. I don't know if you know this, Hall, but in just a few short days, the the regular season will be starting. There will be baseball. There will be baseball games. We will be visiting Comerica Park. And uh, the the Lions, where did that come from? The Tigers, not so long ago, did release their schedule of promotional items. Oh, nice. So I have kind of reviewed the Tigers and kind of – um, a typical promotional items that you might see in a, see at the ballpark, and I have ranked them for you. Nice. Are you ready? Oh, couldn't be more ready. Okay, so I, I've tried to be fairly comprehensive in my overview of potential promotional items, but we'll see what's how I do. Okay. okay. Um, top seven and bottom three. Starting at number seven is the cooler. This would be like an insulated bag. You know, yeah, familiar with the idea. If you have an extra one of these, you know, you can, you know, take a sixer to the beach or, you know, you can, you could double as a, um, you know, like a lunch thing. Mm -hmm. It's fine that way. It's always nice to have an extra one of these in, you know, case someone rips or whatever. That's not, it's not a bad item. (laughs) Okay. Number six is the kind of the toy or play bat and ball set. So you get like the plastic bat and like a couple wiffle balls or whatever. These are kind of fun. You you play in the yard with your kid. It's it doesn't matter if you have a couple extra around. You could get some use out of them. You know, they they're branded with something. It's it's nice. In a lot of ways though, is that not just and I quote dollar store crap? It's a little bit dollar store crap, but if you have kids, like it, they're kind of fun. In the end though, what really isn't dollar store crap? It's all crap from china so i had a friend who worked at um 
oh, I better not say the name. A uh, a famous um, Christian bookstore. And he would call all the items at the front of the store that you had to walk through Jesus junk (laughs) because it was just all it's the same thing as any store. Like it's all items from China with some brand on it. Right. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. We're not talking about any real quality merchandise. We'll break this down more coming up. All right. Okay. uh, Number five, the magnetic schedule. That's not bad. It's not bad. You know, it's a handy reference. You slap that on the fridge for the year. Oh, one of the Tigers playing. You know, you look at Oh, they're playing tonight. Yeah. (laughs) And I visit the refrigerator often for snacks. It's a double double duty there with the... And also sometimes uh, beverages. Oftentimes. (laughs) Uh, Number four is... uh, We're going to lump these together. The shirt or jersey... This would be higher, but let's let's be real. I mean, we're not getting real quality apparel here. That's we're getting that's, some cheap stuff, and it's got like Kroger written on it or Ale's Furniture Barn. Or and there's a realistic like chance that the player that's on the back of it will no longer be on the back of it when you end up wearing it. Yeah, there's a strong chance of that. So that's uh, it. Would be higher, but it's not bad. You know, you get a little life out of it. It's a it's a thing. Um, number three, we have the floppy hat. You would love the floppy hat. I, I think they're fun. You get the floppy hat. They're typically reversible. Oh, you get orange on one side, blue on the other. It's inevitably sponsored by like Pepsi or Aquafina or you know something Kroger. I feel like Kroger sponsors everything. Yeah. Um, and you know on floppy hat night they pan over the crowd and everybody's wearing their ridiculous floppy hat. Yeah, if you're not wearing it on the night, then you are an outcast. Right. And everybody's got like a dozen ball caps at home. How many floppy caps do you, you have? You should have I have zero. Can't say yeah, I have you... one. Uh, number two is the mini bat. I think these are cool. I'm surprised they still give weapons, them. Yeah. Because you could beat the tar out of somebody with one. But they're cool. You can put one on a shelf and just kind of, you know, have it some fun memento. And you feel powerful with your holding the mini bat. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, number one. Do you have a guess? Uh, I really don't. Oh, it's so obvious, Hall. There's only one. Oh, bobbleheads. Da, da, da. Yeah. Absolutely. It is the bobblehead. Bobbleheads are fun. There's a thousand variations that you can use to make them fun. And they're collectible. Like, okay, if you have five or six bobbleheads, that's fun. You put them on a little shelf together. And they're cool. Like a bobblehead garden. Exactly. And I would say even like the other little like ceramic figurines are fun to have. Bobbleheads for sure for me are number one. Yeah. Big Big Steve has a uh, Blake Snell bobblehead that he got signed. Super proud of that. Wow. Yeah. Must be very proud. (laughs) Uh, Bottom three. Um, Third from the bottom, the calendar. You're really just buying the photographs because nobody's consulting a calendar these days. It's on your cellular telephone. Yeah. Can't dis- can't disagree with that. Yeah. Hanging on a wall for the photos, maybe. And then you have an extra responsibility. Every month I got to flip this thing over and change it. It's a <laughs> lot of work. Nobody's I'm got supposed time to remember that. that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's like a responsibility. <laughs> it's like Kanye with his water bottle. Like, oh, now I have a thing. <laughs> 
calendars are bad. Number two is like the notebook, like a spiral note. They give these like kids like school oh. time. You can buy your school supplies somebody someplace else. You're yeah, not going. It's to like ten park. cents for a spiral notebook. It's trash. You have a thousand pieces of paper in your house. You don't need another. And nobody notebook. needs pieces of paper either. Exactly. Yeah. You, you have a phone. <laughs> <laughs> if you're eight years old in America, you have a phone. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The number one worst thing. You have an answer. Nah. No. The tote bag. The tote bags are the worst. You yeah, know, they're always. Yeah, they're like some. There's like just like some grocery bag, like yeah. these. And you use the, them when you go get groceries. Oh, okay. Listen, you sound like a fabric bag guy <laughs> instead of just using the plastic bags, like degenerate environment haters like me. It's just a lot easier. But don't you have like either a thousand of these things already, or not use them? Yeah, you don't but, need like a tiger. So here's the thing: like every time you bring in your groceries from the car, you need to end up taking the you know the reusable bags down to the car again so you can use them next time. Well, nobody does that. That's why you have a ton of them so that you, when you forgot to do it last time, there's still some in there, and then eventually you'll go to the store and realize, oh crap, now I don't have any. They're all upstairs where I unloaded the groceries. And then you're the, making you're making your point against yourself, and that is these things are a dime a dozen. Yes, but it it every little bit helps. <laughs> you know, you need a notebook. <laughs> no, the toe bag's trash. All right, that's the best and worst of promotional items, and this has been Power Rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. Okay, so uh, I didn't really see any anything on the side of the road while running, so I have Florida stories. We'll we'll just make that my little my little segment. Um, I tweeted this out. I don't know why I'm just repeating all the content that I tweet out, but I guess some of you probably don't follow me. Um, we were at the uh, Baltimore game. Uh, Tigers were playing again in Sarasota, which is the Baltimore uh, complex. And Chris Davis is up. Um, what do you know about Chris Davis, Eric? Uh, he's burly and smacks home runs when he doesn't miss. <laughs> that is that's where the story is going he uh is known for his striking out um so we were in in the upper bowl and just and down the line there was this older gentleman uh Whitney took a picture of him because he was he was exactly the type of person you would expect this story to be about um so Chris Chris Davis um goes down 0-2 and takes a called third strike um in the third inning of a random spring training game in uh the middle of March and that this old gentleman uh down the way yells can't get a hit if you don't swing the bat asshole oh breaking it down for Chris I mean, Davis in theory, it it is true, um, but a lot of people don't don't spend uh, quite as much energy and frustration on spring training games as that guy. Um, but then later in the game, I saw he actually brought back um, Dippin' Dots to his seed, which ice cream is, of the future. It's the most whimsical of the ice creams. Like I just didn't necessarily um, picture this man enjoying the whimsy of, of something like Dippin' Dots. Um, I honestly, I don't really picture him enjoying anything, but specifically Dippin' Dots. You uh, know, these little rainbow poos go in and expletives come out, I guess. That's just how it All right, It's, it's, it's good to know that that's the, that, that is the equation. Um, yeah. So we, we saw Country Joe West at, uh, he was, he was uh, umping at first base, one of the games that we saw. Um, he very well knew he was the big man uh, on 
on the field and he, everybody was there to see he him, was huh? living it up he had an autograph and selfie line uh between innings for each of the first like you're four not innings. serious no i am dead serious i i can send you i took a picture of it for you know the sake of, of having you're said picture me. No. to me that's out of bounds it's I mean, it's, it's spring training like it's spring training still he still Loving it, though. Absolutely loving it. Um, and the last story, I'll tell you, um, this was that Joker Marchant down the down the first baseline uh, guy in the row in front of us didn't appear to be there for either team, but he cheered his head off for good hustle and people running out ground balls. Not here for anything. I'm just here to watch grit and determination. Um, so anyway, it's those the will to win. Yeah. So those are, those are my stories from Florida. Um, I saw an interview, uh, or somebody giving an interview in the, the middle of a courtyard in an outlet mall. Um, and the interviewee appeared to have her vape pen like out on the table as it was happening. Um, which that's about as, as Florida as it gets. Um, oh, and you don't know the nature of the interview or the, I mean, it's an outlet no. mall. I'm assuming she wants a retail position. It pre- seems pretty oh, straightforward. I- I understand now. <laughs> um, and also we saw a guy trying to walk through a steak and shake drive through at like 830 in the morning one day. So mm. I, di- I didn't see how that one ended. So I-, I don't know if he was able to place his order or not. Florida, Florida, man. <laughs> I feel like for sure. I feel like all the all the um, stories you hear about Florida, like eh, it can't be that weird. And then you go down there and like, yep. It really is that weird down here. Okay, a week from Thursday, I'm heading back down. Really? And yeah, but we're going to um, we're going to the Panhandle. Ooh, why? And you know what they say about Florida: the farther north you go, the more south you get. <laughs> I mean, that couldn't be more true. That'll be that'd be interesting. I don't know anything about the Panhandle. You'll have to enlighten me. It's like Destin area. We're, yeah. Oh, so you're just it's like a I'm assuming a beach town. Yeah. Nice. Playing playing some disc golf. Hopefully. I'm sure I'm sure they have that down there. They also probably have a ton of racists. So um if you so let's move on to Twitter questions. Um if you submitted one this week that we didn't get to, fear not. We are rationing them. Spring training is very long, but it is kind of coming to an end. So Yeah, so well like good. ten days, something like that, eleven days. Seems like it's been going on forever. Yeah. All right. First one is from Brett Yoder at Brett Yode. Uh, is it just me or has Tiger's Twitter been especially salty towards each other this spring? Seems like you're either on board with Al or completely against everything he's done. No in between. I, I know that there's a lot of hardcore anti-Al voices out there, but I feel like I've I've quarantined them a little bit. And not that because I'm like passionate that, oh, yeah, I'm a big Al guy. I just don't I just don't need that noise in my life. I don't, I don't need the negativity. I feel like it, I feel like Tiger Twitter kind of reflects society on the, on the whole, like yeah. it tends to just be a lot of people yelling at each other for a while. I thought that Tiger Twitter had kind of chilled out. Um, but I don't know. I feel like we're back to kind of being, yeah, give it a hundred games. Yeah. And then we'll be a little more mellow again. Yeah. That's yeah. That's probably true. I'm, I'm sure that's, um, plays a big part of it, but here's the thing. Like if you're going to yell at the way somebody else is looking at, a recreational game maybe just don't like it, it it's not worth raising your you know your voice and and losing yeah. your breath over like just just let everyone else fan the way they want to fan uh jacob skronik asks us in a, in a similarly deep and enlightening question uh what part of the pencil is the top the tip or the eraser oh the eraser for sure that's the top of the pencil and the point is the bottom 
Yeah, but if you right. put it in like a pencil holder, the or in, you know, like a cup, you're gonna put the the tip up so you can see which one to pick. I don't know if that's true. Oh well, well maybe I'm strange. <laughs> you know, I I always throw the the racer at the bottom because a if you put the tip at the bottom, it's gonna dull it. And sure, but then you grab your pencil, you're gonna poke your hand. I'm capable of reaching into a cup of pencils and not stabbing myself. I'm not I'm not a child. <laughs> if you if you can't see what the tip of the of the pencil looks like, how do you know if you're picking one that you need to sharpen or not? You, I have this conundrum often. You you got to pull them all out and evaluate. You know, see, look at their bottoms. The the thing is, is maybe just use a pen because because pens are better. We, we can all write without mistakes once we're once we're adults. You know what I go with the mm. mechanical pencil. Mm. That's my go to. I love the mechanical pencil. Uh, Adam Langworthy asks us, what's the coolest piece of Tiger's memorabilia you guys each have? Um, I'm looking at my Tiger's man cave right now. I have a picture of me with Phil Coke. It's pretty cool. Which is, is pretty pretty precious to me. Um, I have a signed photograph of Armando Galarraga with my <laughs> ticket stub from, from the non-perfect game. Yeah. Perfect game. It's pretty, it's pretty so sweet, those too. Are, those are two kind of mementos. I have a couple of things that would be completely of zero value to anybody but me. I have Speaking of those like um, promotional items, I have from – this has to be like the, the 90 or 91 season. I have one of these. It's sponsored by Kroger. <laughs> Naturally. Oh, it is. Here it is, 91. Um, here is – it's a, one of these uh, mechanically signed balls. Oh. And it's signed by the 91 the whole team. team. Yeah. And I got this. So 91, I was, I was 11. And that was, a, that was a cool thing. I got to take this home with me. I've kept it all these years. And I'm looking at it here. Now I see Frank Ternana. I see – oh, Dan, here's Dan Petrie. Dang, like, you're old. A, Sparky and like, this is a the so it's it's probably completely valueless to anybody, but to me it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, I haven't framed my picture with Miggy, but I, I probably will do do that at some point. Um, I have a, a <laughs> this is stupid and very on brand for us, but I have a, a Don Kelly autographed baseball that I can see <laughs> out of my peripheral vision right now. Um, I've kind of a lot of lot of autograph stuff. It's most of it's it's whatever. I have a lot more Jeff Cobernesses than actual good good autographs, um, but I do have I have K line on a ball and um, Alan Trammell on like kind of a mini poster of him that's actually showing some chest hair. Um, that that I I got myself both of those, so I, I guess those are probably the big ones as far as history and and whatnot. Yeah, I don't have anything of value like monetary value, but I have a lot of stuff that's just kind of personal value yeah. and if, if you're never going to sell it like it doesn't matter if it has monetary value or not and i probably wouldn't it feels like a lot of work the best, anyway yeah the best way to make money is to like you know work or like do something <laughs> that makes money and not like buy and sell memories actual professions um joshua leclaire at tiger blogger um tweets which top prospect will make it to detroit this season particularly starting pitchers while we already said Turnbull, is he a prospect? Is that what he means? I'd say at this point, yeah, definitely Turnbull. I could see Frank, uh, Funkhauser. I don't know if I'd see him getting stars, Funkhauser. but definitely innings. Um, like you say, Burroughs, I think could I think, I think could come up. How about um, Gregory Soto? 
Yeah, I don't know. Greg Soto, I, I think you could see this year. He's got that 20-game suspension. Yeah, we, we, we saw him pitch, and he just absolutely melted down. I'm not sure he's really? in the plans. They, they demoted him immediately after the meltdown. Um, so hmm. uh, Ryan, Ryan Carpenter, I don't know if, if you consider him a— <laughs> He does not. He's not a prospect. But, I mean, he, he will for sure be coming up at some point this year, AAA guy. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess that's see, about all the starters. Yeah, Dowell Lugo, I'm sure will come up at some point. Um, I can see Willie Castro even even making it up. Um, and is I, it too early for Paredes? I think it probably I think is. so. I, I could see Daz making. Um, Daz certainly yeah, certainly in September. Um, yeah, if not before. I mean, I I think how Jacoby does will will do will play a lot as far as how often when, or how quickly we see Daz. When do we see Casey Mize? He's one of, if I had a, Casey Mize is probably our third best starter right now. <laughs> I, You're I, probably you don't even laugh right, at that. I and I, I don't I mean, even know that I for sure would say he's better than, that he's not better than the two ahead of him. You think Casey Mize might be the best pitcher we have? Yes, I think, <laughs> I, I think if we needed outs, he might be a better option than Zimmerman and Boyd. I mean, from a starter, I, yeah. I think some of the relievers yeah. are maybe a little. So bit when do we see him? him? When do we see him? I don't see seeing him this year. I, I don't At think all. there's any way. We'd have to be pretty darn good to see him. He would have to be good, or we'd no, have to be good. We would have to be good. Like we'd have to be. Yeah, we'd have to think another good arm would get us towards a wild card spot in order for us to call him up yeah i mean i don't i for sure don't think that happens and i don't i don't think there's any way he plays himself into into the big leagues um i could see him being a a super two you know vladimir guerrero wait a a couple weeks and bring up um after the the service year passes uh next year i think that might be the earliest but you could you're gonna see him before manning manning's younger i think yeah he was drafted out of high school same age And um, who do we got? Fiedo, maybe he's a little bit older. He's a college guy. Yeah, the I think he's probably a reliever too at this point. The the the, yeah, people have soured. Shine on that star has definitely faded. He just the velocity's gone. I mean, I I haven't seen him pitch just from what I've read. Um, And then Franklin Perez, I mean, has been hurt with him. Yeah, I mean, it's been hurt so much, literally any time. But those are our horses. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, Kenny Holmes asked us who gets traded first trout Machado or Harper who gets traded first. Yeah. As in who, who I I'm assuming he's who doesn't work out the most for their team. I see. Well, uh, trout's a stud for sure. is not going to be Mike trout. So Machado or who's the other one? Bryce Harper. Oh, uh, of the, given those three choices, Machado would be the most likely, but I don't think any of them are going anywhere anytime soon at all. Yeah. Is I that that point? Is that the funny point of the tweet? I'm missing uh, it. I don't, I yeah. don't necessarily think so. Um, <clears throat> uh, Machado at, is the le- least good of the three. Probably. I don't, I don't know. know. I would Harper. say Harper is the, the least good of the three. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't, I, I don't know that it matters. I'm, I'm a true trout believer though, man. Oh, for sure. He oh. is without a doubt the best player in the game. And I don't think there's any way he doesn't finish as the best player ever. If he stays healthy, he, he's the best baseball player of all time. And it's he incredible. could probably walk through New York city and not have a scene. I think you're probably right, which is 
you know, criminal job on Major League Baseball. I don't think that's a that's a whole another discussion. We don't have time for that. Let's move on. Holback R asks us: uh, Is Mister Castellanos back to be Nick after his Nicholas season last year? <laughs> it was tweeted out today again. The um, the Tigers put out like pronunciation and usage clarifications for the names, mm-hmm. and it was again Nicholas Castellanos, and I'm like, tough Nick. I, you came up and we've had a handful of seasons and you are Nick and it's Nick will stick. Yeah. And that's it. I, I cannot say Nicholas Castellanos. No, I, I will I, not do it. Especially uh, like you don't care if you, you wouldn't have been Nick for this long. If you actually cared, you don't care. Just, just the, the funniest part with me was his brother tweeted out like something like, Oh, okay. Or something <laughs> sort of like that. I was like, Oh, uh-huh, we see how see how serious this is but i normally i'm a respecter of names i respect you know i want to honor that but but not this one that's right jordy uh at f dutchman what i'm gonna start calling you jordy that's fine just it'll 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 me me and other jordy (laughs) have mercy okay (laughs) oh jeez here comes the na- the eye rolling in, in the natural habitat. What what else you got? What's uh, the, what is nerdier, playing what? Fortnite or disc golf? I feel like that one is specifically for you. Oh, disc golf is way nerdier. Fortnite is trendy, and some cool people play. <laughs> uh, and last one, uh, I think this one's for me. At Miller underscore Ravioli, uh, Traverse City Meyer versus Acme Meyer. Um, <laughs> it's a little late for me to get going on this one, but I will. Um, the Traverse City Meyer, as we discussed, is the literal bad place. Um, right. It is. It is always awful. But here's the thing: like the Acme Meyer has stuff in weird places, and they have those like double decker aisles that are like twice as long as the one in TC, which is, for my small brain, it's a little hard to adjust to. And it's way the heck out there. Like, it's probably an overall better store because there's you know quarter of the people. But in you know on the whole, like it doesn't actually benefit my life any any bit more so I, there really isn't a winner like if i'm if i'm over towards acme which never happens because there's literally nothing in acme but the mire i would go i would certainly go there but they're just they're mire is trash like mire it's it's a great store if you're going to it in a place that's not traverse city i cannot hear the word acme without thinking of the company that's sending the coyote rockets and bear traps and stuff. So mature. Anvil. <laughs> and Tiny Tune Adventures. Acme Acres. That one, that one I don't know. I, I was with you on, on the Coyote. You should watch some Tiny Tune Adventures. It'll change your life. A thousand percent not going to do that. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric. And the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordinio4. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, etc. And join the Bracket Group. Um... Do you have anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for the week? Um, I had a picture frame as an honorable mention for the promotional item. Whitney would, would not be happy with you that you're sleeping on picture frames. But then I got to print out a picture at like a store and have like an actual thing. Ugh. You know what I kind of like about picture frames is a lot of them come with like built-in bridge scenes or skyline scenes. That seems to be kind of one of the, the go-to stock photos. Of oh. which those I'm really big on both of those. Like it actually works out really well for. So you just display the picture frame with the stock photo inside. If I was single, I probably would. Wit, Wit wouldn't let that happen. But if I were single, yeah, maybe. Bridges are awesome. Classy. 
Uh, with that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 